This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's a lot of stuff to go through in this segment. We're going to talk about the Mike Zimmer checklist. TruckRock.com text line 877-881-1053. If you want to get involved, help us out with that. We're going to talk about all of the legal issues that I'm aware of that Jerry Jones is facing right now. But first, I want to read this. I'll leave their number out of it. They text it in. I just want to thank you guys for this show every weekday. Me and my wife experienced miscarriage two weeks ago, and you guys at 105.3 The Fan have helped me be able to laugh again and find my joy again. This show means a lot to me. I could still use some Tolo prayers, but I love you guys. So Tolos, Twolos, YouTube, YouTubers out there, if you want to throw up those prayers for this couple, I think that would be amazing. My prayers are up for them as well. And I was talking with Talking Doctor about this yesterday. I really like having a job where I can be myself and also potentially help people. Yeah. And I just think this is a really cool avenue to provide that. So thanks to you guys. I I... S U not. I I can't really say it. I appreciate that. The boss is having a big meeting downstairs. I guess a yeah, you nobody's can say it. here. Nobody's listening. That's a good yeah. point. Alec, nobody you ready? from the company is listening. Oh, People yeah. are listening. Oh, uh, but like the that day that that woman came to tell me that working at the NICU uh, at Parkland is uh, the burn unit. Like uh, that changed my. She's like, I leave work and you guys help me decompress because we were at nights. You helped me laugh. You helped me, you know, re-experience life. And that part, that was the moment that I was like, man, we have responsibility. Like, we really have real responsibility here. And I don't walk into work every day going, man, let's make everybody in the world happy. Because, you know, Mike will definitely deter that at times. Sure. 100%. But With me, too. I, I do, yeah, I do I walk it. in here going, let's, let's have, let's all, us have four hours of of fun because if we're having fun a lot of people are probably having fun with us and whether that is talking sports or getting into some other wild stuff that goes on that's what we're that's what we're here for and we're happy that we can be part of it love it i have and i've experienced the same reciprocation from the tolos uh so many times whenever whenever we go through stuff with lucy uh or even just just typical day-to-day stuff that we have conversations about y'all help us Absolutely, cosine on all of that. Except for you from the four six nine, who's yeah. always cussing at us. You can't spell fun without fu four six nine. I don't know who four six nine is. You're probably a great person. Was it that Michael? Yeah, <laughs> can't even have any nice moments around here. Oh, is, I was reading an article from the Dallas Morning News, and I know we talked about this yesterday, but I this is a shame. I had forgotten about other legal issues for Jerry Jones. Because we talked about... He's good at making the negative go away. What's that? He's good at making the negative go away. And because I was like, hey, 
We're going to talk about the lawsuit over the sexual assault allegation that is supposed to go to trial next month. And the Jones legal team is looking to see if they can get it pushed off till March of 2025. And remember, we talked about that yesterday. It's like, that feels a little bit absurd. And then there's a Dallas Morning News article. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about those other ones. Jerry Jones has at least three lawsuits against him. Where do they stand? So... We have the first one with the sexual assault lawsuit and allegation. I'm not saying that one isn't important. We just talked about it yesterday. And then you move on to the paternity one with Alexandra Davis, who alleges, if you recall, that her mom had a relationship with Jerry Jones in the mid-90s, and she was born from that, and there's NDAs that her mom signed and everything like that that... Essentially, she was like, I shouldn't have to live up to that NDA because when it got signed, I was one year old. Mm. I want to know if you're my dad or not. Now, look, I understand the implications of if she is, like how that would all play out. But the basic thing that she said from the get-go is, I want to know if you're my dad or not. So that lawsuit is still pending. It was originally thrown out, but then it was reinstated by another court So the paternity suit is still out there in the world. And then that same woman, Alexandra Davis, has a separate defamation lawsuit that she filed last year based on the other lawsuit. It's like that they were trying to slam her character and potentially that of her mom and everything like that and saying, oh, she's just trying to get a payout. She's not related to us or anything like that. And And she was basically like, Fine, then take the test. Wow. All right. And so I I just, it was crazy to me to think about the fact that when we talked about the one yesterday that's been lingering since, I don't know, like 2020, that lawsuit is already several years old and that they're looking to get it pushed back another year. And then the Dallas Morning News came in and was like, hey, don't forget about these other two lawsuits. And I have to admit, I did forget about them, but that is crazy to me that there are actively at least and that's another thing in the article the headline says cowboys owner jerry jones has at least three lawsuits against him where do they stand because you can't rule out the fact that i don't know could there potentially be another one not that i'm aware of or else we would talk about it but i had kind of forgotten about that defamation suit as well so i only knew about two of them when you're when you have this much money, like that, isn't that the case? You have probably have a few lawsuits and you're going on around you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, somebody's trying to get a piece of it, but also you can you can manip your lawyers can manipulate it to however long they want. Like they can continue to push that off and and find new ways to to and just look at. The, how long it takes to get other things done. Get a, get a, to your point, I'm going to court on Tuesday for a thing that happened in two th- late 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is wild. Yeah, so two and a half years? Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, to the point of uh, Mike saying he can make the negative go away, I mean, the league just kind of, well, we yeah, wait it out. We have no reason to have a discussion with him about this at this moment. They choose that very selectively, too, don't they? Because there are other players who go through that and don't even get formally charged. And they're like, yeah, but we did our own investigation. Here's your punishment. I do wonder, like, 
the Cowboys are a pretty significant piece of beef for the NFL. For sure. And you I'm can not, argue still the main course. I'm not, I, in fact, I don't even think it's arguable. I'm not saying this would ever happen by any means. But you go after Jerry in a certain way, and he just says, you know what? I have a lot of money. Yeah. I'm, I'm done, and so is your organi- the Cowboys organization. I don't think it would ever happen, but I do wonder if that threat has ever existed out there with other teams or owners in the NFL, or they just go, no, man, we're printing cash. We don't. There's no way that would ever happen. I don't know. And it's really tough because some people have drawn their line in the sand that have no idea the specifics of this. There are some people who are like, anytime you're rich, I, this is not what you were saying, Corey, but there are some people who are like, anytime you're rich, people are just going to try to get your money because they're just digging for gold or whatever. And then there are other people who automatically assume the guilt because rich and famous people can do whatever they want. I'm sure both of those instances happen and they probably happen a lot. I just don't know what the case is here. However, it is amazing how long you can draw this thing out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah. Somebody said you could have Dan Snyder like that dude had like, think about all the legal situations that ran on with him for years. And like how we go to the worst and, Here's the thing. How many people listening right now do you think would argue you do, but with better PR? Uh, plenty. I think I feel like there's maybe people in this room that would say that. Yeah, so. no comment. <laughs> fair, fair, uh, fair enough. And from the 469 that you're not going to get mad about, Mike. Yes, you do have the number right. I've texted you guys before to let you know that I listen to the fan all day while operating a skid steer. Y'all have helped me stay sober for a little more than two years. Thanks for the laughs and information I receive. Yes, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so sometimes staying sober is difficult. Yeah, I get that. That's awesome. Fair. And, I mean, think about Kevin. There's probably been a few times that he might have gone home and said, you know what, screw it, let's try this. <laughs> How many of those times do you think you would have been inv- involved in that? That I opposed I've to the pushed Cowboys? you to that. Yeah, that I've taken you to that. Most of them. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> you always have hope with the Cowboys. I think at That's times true. you go home and you're like, "This is hopeless." <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I hope for the Cowboys with Mike. I'm like, "F it." Yeah. It's just. I mean, the greatest. Never- I know this is off topic a little bit. The greatest thing that ever happened was that the defensive coordinator took a head coaching job. Yeah. Because now we're thinking the defensive coordinator is going to solve the problems. And, like, who's – it's Mike Zimmer. Can he do – and we'll get into that, and I totally get it. That's what we somewhat have to do. But it's like I'm sure the Jones family is like, dude, it is so awesome that Paul Worth took the job with the Washington Commanders. It's not Paul Worth. Okay, look alike. He does look like Dan Quinn. He does look like Dan Quinn. You don't believe me. Go to Worth Collecting in Waxahachie and be like, hold up. I do have a. Why are you tougher on Micah? <laughs> the but Dan I, Quinn saved this off season because now we're going to talk about defensive coordinator and what they need on defense to run the Mike Zimmer plan and what can he get out of this and that and you're like, well, you still got the same quarterback, so good luck. The I'm looking up right now and uh, they just went to a commercial, but they're doing the parade for the Chiefs today and. I did see a, a picture of Patrick Mahomes giving his wife a flower, and she was like, "He didn't forget." And that's nice. I wonder if the Chiefs are like, look, since we're having to do this on Valentine's Day, here's a flower for each one of the guys. You know, here's a flower for you guys. They're taking care of their players like that. Give it to your wife or significant other, and she's going to think you're the best. Mark that is, but also a flower, Kevin. That, well, they might lie to you about that. Is 
That's that is not okay. That is not okay. You said it. I know, and I realized that was not okay. Don't you think that would be a good excuse though? Is I was at a Super Bowl parade. We won the Super Bowl, and I was doing that. Yeah, like I haven't. Adrian's out of town. Doing at the Super Bowl? That's why they didn't get a flower. Is because no, not that. All right. I do want to roll through this real quick and see if you guys agree with some, any, none of these. Because number one of the Mike Zimmer checklist, I I disagree with. Make sure Micah Parsons is happy. Look, I get it. That is the simplest path to keep your job and make this thing run. But I feel like I would argue you probably need to make him a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable. or unhappy. I, I really do is that's not to say like you don't get anything that you want, but I think making him happy and making sure he stays comfortable is in, I think that's an issue. So Mike, sometimes, Mike disagrees with sometimes I get frustrated with something that you say. Okay. Uh, you, cause you've said this before and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm different in this, but you've said that in a game, you were like, this game's over. We might as well just, you know, <laughs> I and, might be exaggerating okay. at times in those, but and go ahead. I do wonder with Micah, if he looked at that team and he was like, this team stinks. We got freaking safeties at linebacker. What are we doing yeah. right now? And just gave up. And, and on that burnt out part, I wonder if that, if that was the case and if, if the mindset is he is such a winner that that's his expectations are too high, I do wonder if providing the right situation and winning is the thing that cures anything with Micah. But he has to be part of the function of it too. He can't just be the part that's like, I expect it to show up this way, but I'm not putting everything in to make sure it's there. He says on his podcast, Look, I, I did everything making sure I was prepared. I was watching film with other players, making sure they were prepared. I was trying to get those guys ready. I don't know the truth about those things. I hear certain things, but that's what he's saying. Did he do everything? He's got to be just as much of a part of it, too, as, as Mike Zimmer trying to make him happy. You gotta, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna create the culture, if you're gonna Ray Lewis this thing and have generations of cultures following after you, you gotta you have to set your mark. If they change the word to instead of happy to buy in, would that help you out? A million percent. Because sorry, I mean, honestly, there's there's no such thing as free agency in the NFL. People like Tony Dorsett and Randy White and Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith. I love all these guys. They decided to give up free agency. Uh, back in the 80s with Gene Upshaw running the show, and, and it obviously it got passed along, but like you don't ever have to worry about Micah leaving. He he really can't. There There's no way in the NFL to leave a team. You can make enough noise to try to, but yeah. usually when a Tyreek Hill leaves the Chiefs, it's because they're like, dude, we just don't have it in our cap to pay you $30 million a year, and then he starts trashing the Chiefs so he can go somewhere else and get his – $30 million a year as a receiver. You were. Sm- I, I like the word uncomfortable, though. Okay. I, I think get to get the best out of him in whatever shape uh, you can, but you un- discomfort is something he, he doesn't need to be comfortable. He doesn't need to rest on it and go, I'm good. Everybody else needs to do their thing. Find bigger linebackers. You can probably guess that is probably paramount. I know it's paramount on your list. It's probably near the top of most people's list. That's his, that's his build. He needs thicker. Yes. Bulkier line. Yes. I said this. Maybe Mozzie's a linebacker. <laughs> Worth you don't a have shot. to get well, off the snap. Worth quick. a shot. He lost weight to for some reason, I guess, to be faster. That's what Dan Quinn wanted of speed. And I, I still want the team to be to be fast. 
but they still they also need to be bulky too. So I think he's probably probably going to put on weight this offseason. Okay. And then we've debated this quite a bit coach with an edge is how much of that can you get away with without losing the team? But those are some quick bullet points for things that I believe people want to see from Mike Zimmer. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, it is Valentine's Day. Oh no. Masterpiece Theater. Yeah. The most romantic movie of all time. Space Jam. Space Jam. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Girl Bugs Bunny. We'll do it next right here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. Don't forget that Mike Zimmer press conference coming up at 2 o'clock to kick off the G-Bag Nation. But right now, it is Valentine's Day, so... We need to do a little masterpiece theater. Fun bit of and Mike KNC trivia. Yes, you did. You're doing the DX crotch chop, and you. While that goes on, is you said come up with a dance, you Nimrod, because you guys each had your own. That is true. That yes, you did. (laughs) Is text in. What do you think Corey's dance used to be? Also, fun KNC trivia. If you're wondering who that is talking, that's our very first producer ever, Waddle. It is Valentine's Day. But he had a great high school and college career, and then now he is the number two receiver for the Miami Dolphins. It is not Jalen Waddle. Incorrect. His name is Brian. That would have been dope, though. (laughs) Sure. Why isn't he not on the show anymore? He's in the NFL. Yeah, he's in the NFL. What is the most romantic movie of all time? 877-881-1053. Truckwreck.com. Text line. Also want to hear... From the Twolos, the YouTubers. Mike, was that gesture that we need to go to you first? Indecent proposal? Okay. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. He loves her so much, he's willing to lose her in order to make money so that their lives can be better. That is now on my short list of movies I want to watch because I haven't seen it in, I don't know, (laughs) 20 years. Has Jess ever seen it? I don't know. I forgot to ask her, but you talk about that so much. And then Redford dumps her in the the back of a Cadillac or it might be a it might be a limo. I can't remember. I want to I want to watch that again now to see how Mike's general breakdown of that movie, if it all tracks. Is I'm just gonna throw your big movie buff. I love movies. You love movies. So whenever it says we know nothing about theater, do you take offense to that? Yeah. All right. Theater with an R E. Theatre. 
Theatre. I'm not actually not sure which one it is. It's like in Canada that they have Sports Centre. That's yes. That is true. That's fact. I see it on Letter Kenny. And let's go to cut number 14. And I don't even know if we need to play this all the way. Maybe this should be our bed for this because this is the obvious answer. All right. How's this? She let him die. I'm for sure. I'm with you. I do not think this is the most romantic movie of all time. If if he had been on that plat or whatever you call Who's it. Who's this lady singing that Celine song? Dion. Celine Dion. Oh, yeah. If he'd been on that plank and she died, everybody would be like, this is the worst movie yeah. ever. But because she let him die, it's like, oh, it's so great. Live together. I mean, I guess it doesn't no, always happen that then, then he is like, oh, I actually have a girlfriend back there. I think James Cameron did say that, that there wasn't enough room, but it looked like clearly okay. there was well, plenty of room. Well, James Cameron, please help us out with why that lady was cheating on her fiancé. I mean, look, was, was he a no-good bastard? Sure. But you just break up with him. Yeah. But they let all the riches let the poors die in that movie. They did. But it's based off of facts. That is also true. So I, I so how much did doc- you pay to get on this boat? Oh, you got a discount? You're dead. So you're saying that documentaries shouldn't be allowed to be in this. So this no. is a documentary, Kevin. No, this is definitely not a documentary. He just said it's based on reality. Okay, but that's not a documentary. I, we might need to go over some things. It's the like the guy- Iron Claw that said, like, inspired by a true story. And then you watch it, and it's a good movie. But you're like, holy crap, they changed a whole bunch of stuff. Have you seen it yet? You saw it. I saw it on Christmas Day. Right. My wife was like, great pick for an uplifting movie. <laughs> I, or, I should have warned you, definitely. Well, I knew the whole story. I was like, it was a decent movie. I watched too much YouTube on the real story. And then you're like, well, okay. <laughs> From the... <laughs> it's oh, a perfect opportunity to play the bad flute version of Heart Will Go On. <laughs> that is a good point. Can you, Alec, real quick... It's the recorder. The recorder is the version that I want. Can you find the recorder version of the Titanic that is just the worst? But Corey is going to agree with me. Hold on. I'm going to read this verbatim from the 817. Bullshot. They could have both fit. Constant fight between my wife and I. (laughs) LOL. Back to you, Mike. I'm, I'm not kidding about that audio. Kevin Costner. For love for of love the, the game. game is the perfect romance movie because it's a romance between him and baseball and, and his, a girl his real life loves like his and his his not his daughter but her daughter who like he loves in a fatherly way mm. uh he like she cares about him people around the world care about what he's doing mm. he loved baseball way more than humans but then as his career is coming to a close, he has to love humans because he can't play baseball anymore. When you were playing baseball, did you love baseball more than your wife and children? Oh, man. Yeah, why would you ask me that question? <laughs> it's Valentine's Day, dude. He just, got, he just got a job with the Rangers, bro. That's Don't a ask good point. About that. that's, oh, man, that's a good point. I thought by asking it past tense, it would yeah. be okay, but it was not. A lot of votes... For the notebook from the 214. Notebook, of course, from the 940-972. Notebook, notebook, notebook. i never seen it. Really? No. Never seen it. It's pretty good. Is it about a notebook? It, <laughs> yeah, they, it was I based, mean, the like, notebook for was. For love of the game is about a game. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the notebook was, it's one of those magic notebooks, right? Where they can 
Till the words come to life. If it was a magic notebook, they probably would have changed. Something she read the, the notebook, and then he fell in love with her because the the poem that was in it. Or Who's something? in this movie? I don't movie. know how it works. Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams, it's two good actors. Yeah, they fall in love. Like, oh man, they fall in love. I don't like know who Rachel McAdams in the is. Old, I probably you do. don't. Yeah, she's I'll from Google Mean Girls and all sorts in of the stuff. olden times. And then like, I don't want to spoil it for you because there's like they find each other over and over. That's amazing. Kind of. like what dreams may come. But probably not the way you're thinking of. But actually, kind of. What dreams may come was. That movie sucks. Sad. Except for the end is great. The Notebook, 2004. It's a man. (laughs) Turn it up. (laughs) No. (laughs) So that's Ryan Gosling in a wet white t-shirt. Yes. Why is he wet? Because it was raining. And they met up at a field. And he's like, I wrote you every day. And they're like, bang. Did he go to war? Yeah. Okay, so it's about a war movie. Yeah, it's about Andrew Luck's life. Uh, no, it's not about Captain Andrew Luck. It says Civil it's a comedy war. here. It does not say that. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> he's like, I will no. show you. He just gave it me. says comedy. Romance comedy, huh? Man, I would have. Probably put that more in the dramatic category, but all right. Yeah, if you're looking to go watch The Notebook for a good chuckle for two hours, I don't know if you're going to love that. Kevin, I have a top five list. Okay. Two of them have already been named. Is Titanic. Recorder guy? Titanic and For Love of the Game. So both okay. of those have already been named off. Uh, but those were two of my top ones. True Romance. The name is the, the most romantic is in the name of the movie. True the Romance. Christian Slater? Yes. Uh, go back and watch Kent? it. And it's, go back and watch how romantic that movie actually is. Rotten Tomatoes. What's a good percentage on Rotten Tomatoes? 88. 75. All right. The Notebook gets 54. From the critics? critics. On rotten, what on does rotten it get tomatoes. from the people? Uh, is it 7.8 on IMDb? Met, m- Metacritic? 53? Yeah, I could... That does not... There's a 4.7 on You Rate It Yourself with 2,237 reviews. Okay, I will... I don't feel like I need to watch this. I'll double check. Back to my list. Let me go to Indecent Proposal. As as already discussed, for Love of the Game, Titanic, True Romance, Crazy Rich Asians. If you haven't seen that... That is a good movie. I love that. I will watch that movie all the time. I love it. But my number one most romantic movie of all time... Oh, I watched no. it with Adrian many, many times. Twilight. Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I just, Heath Ledger was a blast in that movie. Uh, I just thought the whole casting was really good. And Kevin, I think sometimes we're all suckers for some high school movie that we're like, yeah. like we kind of re-experienced that a little a, bit. or A lot of times, and it was that one and Can't Hardly Wait. Like if it yeah. came out like when I was in high school or American Pie, then I'm like, yeah, no, I can relate to that. I was just going to tell you, Mike, the audience score on the notebook is 85%, if that makes any difference. Decent Proposal, uh-huh. 1993. Uh-huh. Rotten Tomatoes, 34%. Oh. Dang it. <laughs> but you had to kind of know that probably wasn't super great. Oh, the audience only gave it 47%. So Jeez. they didn't love it. I'm sorry to tell you that is. Does that mean you're going to stop bringing it up now? No, you know not at all. <laughs> All right, Alec, I believe you specifically have made a selection here. 
Yeah, I made this one because I saw it in high school and kind of like Corey was talking about the high school flick, but um, I think this came out like senior year and A Star is Born was really good to me because I always had this like, you know, as a kid, you always had that pipe dream of being famous or whatever, being a musician and and, like you find love in that stratosphere. And I didn't know that Bradley Cooper could sing either. So I thought it was pretty good. But damn, he can. And that uh, the his co-star in that movie, she could sing pretty well too. Yeah, that Lady Gaga. I've heard of her. Gaga. I've heard of what? her. What? Yeah. What a crazy. That last was Lady name. Gaga. She didn't even wear a meat suit or anything in that movie. That's wild. A meat suit. Yeah, have you never seen Lady Gaga in the meat suit? Look it up. That's a thing. A I've never thing. seen this movie either. I really like La La Land too, Look but I know that to me. I don't know if you. I don't know if you would love this. Isn't movie, he like Mike. a drunk or something, and <laughs> takes her on as like a protege or something? Yeah, he sees her and he's and like, they're in love." That's and he kind of goes sober for a while and then drinks again. Drinks again. Just keep track of this, Alec. Make sure to crank it up when we get to the good part when she comes back out. Oh, what's? I don't think this movie is going to be for you. P.S. I love you, pretty woman. Oh, that's fascinating. That's a romance. Yeah. He falls in love with the hooker. Take it's, the hooker off the street. Yeah. Every hooker's dream. Malik? Is it? I I wonder that. Do they want that or are they like, look, this is my life? They do. If they're like really high and stuff and on drugs a lot, they probably don't. Almost there. Are you trying to live live yeah, the song? What's wrong yeah. with you? What what is happening in I your never, life? This right is so very powerful. You don't even want oh, us to talk anymore. That is a fantastic song. A lot of people are also voting for Love and Basketball. Love and Basketball is one of my wife's favorite movies, so I can definitely see that. Ever seen that one either? Man, it's tough because I want to say you would like it, but I also know you pretty well, and so I actually do not believe that you would like that movie. Oh, it's with Willie Mays Hayes, the replacement of Willie Mays Hayes. Is that Omar Epps? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I don't. There are elements of that that I just don't know. Kobe's in it. What was Kobe doing in it? I think he would like that. He got game, dude. Kobe Bryant played. His dad loves him so much, he goes back to prison for him. Is that how? Hold on. He didn't go to the college that he wanted. And dad, his dad was like, I love you, son. It's so, that's different romance, though. I get tired of romance movies. <laughs> how many? No. No. How many romance movies do you watch? Not many because they bore me. I'm like, figure what it out. What if your wife is like, I would really like to watch this movie? Sometimes I say yes. And then I get on my phone and play games and wait till it's over and say, was that good for you? And then. <laughs> And then we move That's on. your winner right there, Alec. <laughs> you just... <laughs> you know what, Sam? <laughs> Golly. Oh, man. We're the KNC masterpiece, I guess, I right show her here. I Patrick Mahomes card. Yeah. I'm like, isn't that Dude, cool? How Top many gun. times does she look at a PSA 9 of some care. nonsense car that she doesn't care about? I don't know why we like each other. We do. We we love each other. We like each other, but we have no interest in anything. Adrian and I have made an agreement that I don't talk about any of my war zone wins if she doesn't talk about her wordle. So like I, th- I get you, okay. Mike. We shook hands on that. It's like, does she come home and talk about all her patients? No. Client patient privilege. That's why. Coming up next. I know everything about Noah. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't read. <laughs> He's so Actually, close, though. Look, it's gridiron. <laughs> It'll be here next. Just go to break. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Let's start with, I was reading this article in the USA Today, and I found it fascinating. Three absurdly wrong lessons other NFL teams shouldn't take from the Chiefs' Super Bowl win. All right? Because the Chiefs feel like an anomaly in large part because of their quarterback. Lesson number one that you should not take away from the Super Bowl. You don't need quality receivers to win. I think that's a great point is Kansas City now is going to be like, eh, we made it. This was a while ago, and when I mean a while ago, eight or nine years ago. I don't know how much this has held up. But if you looked at the top paid receivers in the NFL, they weren't winning. They weren't part of championship teams. Now, I don't know how that's held up or not held up. Obviously, it's interesting because when you go back in time, Jerry Rice won four championships, I believe, with – uh, San Francisco. He wasn't on the first one. I know that. Or the Cincinnati. second. I think or the, he won okay. three. So he won three. So you start going, oh, man, they're so valuable. They're so important, especially in today's game of passing. But really, the quarterback means so much. Now, I will say this. I wouldn't want to run it back with those wide receivers. Sure. If I was Kansas City, I would say, hey, we think Rice can get better. Maybe they still think Sky Moore can play in the NFL. But I would look at it and go, hey, I mean – Shouldn't we help him out a little bit with this situation? Next one. (laughs) Which I I also agree with this. You can coast through the regular season and still win. If you've done it before, I realize in the NBA that is very prevalent. If you've done it before at an elite level again and again, maybe. All other NFL teams don't do that. The, the The problem with that is the belief that you can just turn it on at any point yeah. is, is for a lot of people means I don't have to work in addition to that. And so like the, I think I, I believe the chiefs worked every week on growing to the, where they were by the end of the year. Uh, but whether, but so I don't think that they said, you know what? I can take this day off because I'm a champion. I've done it. I know how to do it. But I, I think they still put in that work uh, to create the the locker room that could withstand it and to make sure that their bodies were ready for it and their minds were ready for it by the time the playoffs started. Now, they were the three seed, so they weren't a horrible seed yeah. in the playoffs. It but if you look at – and I'm sorry, I don't have all the years remembered in my brain here. But the last two years in the NFC, it's the number one seed who made it to the Super Bowl. San Francisco, one seed, Super Bowl. Yeah. They didn't win it, but they went to it. Yeah. Philadelphia, number one seed, went to the Super Bowl. So if you're looking at this from a Cowboys perspective, the home field advantage is supposed to mean something for most teams, unless you have Dak as your quarterback. But you got to be able to get probably the one or two seed to to have a great chance to make the Super Bowl, unless you have Patrick Mahomes, and then you're in a different position. And that's one of the things that I thought this list was fun is it was like, Hey, don't think you're the Chiefs and you can do all this. The last one, perhaps the most controversial. Isn't that the like what the people at the top want you to think? That, yes. that it's easy for them and you guys can, hey, y'all take it easy too. Yes. Yeah, man, this is just the way that it is. Agreed. Leaning on an elite defense first to win a title is A-OK. They say, do not follow that lesson. It was tough to win it the way that they won it this year. 
And that was their defense kept them in games for sure and gave opportunities to Mahomes. Uh, it is that combination of great court, really good quarterback play and really good defense that gets you there and keeps you there and it gives you those opportunities to win. Now, to the team that they bested, let's go to Kyle Shanahan. This is cut number 11 right here. Talking about the perception that the 49ers can't win big games. I mean, you'd love to fix perception because I would love to win one for what I know about football and stuff. And I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't fixed perception. It's win a damn Super Bowl. Um, but I also know, like, when you say big games, like, we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. Um, we've won a lot of big games here. Uh, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. Um, the fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how many, how much we've been game, win games or big games. And I think you guys are aware of that. Um, but it's, you know, these two Super Bowls have been tough losing to Kansas City. Um, but to think that if, if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. Um, that's, what, that's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure. Uh, and it comes down to one game, and I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. And I understand his point on that, and I do think he makes some good points in there. Do you think that a lot of people have that perception, right or wrong? Uh, that have the perception that he can't? Yeah. Um, I bet a lot of Niners fans are questioning it right now. Like they, they they got to be very happy. Face you know, you, you, it's like whenever you have Matt Brown at UT, you're like, dude, we win 10 games every year. We're yep. always part of this conversation. Yep. Slocum. But, but, but is it, is that good enough for us? Let's, we're UT. Let's go make another, let's go do something different. Uh, and then he wins the championship and you still move on from him. But the, I, it, you're starting to question that. I think a lot of people are questioning, can he do it? But he does have a really good point. They had they had to win big games to get there. It's just that one big game that they can't it's, overcome. It's always tough, and I know I'm going to go to players here, but you know when Dirk beat San Antonio, then he ended up not beating Miami. Now, he did beat Phoenix, right? So you start looking at it and you go, now wait a second. Shanahan did win these games. He did. Came back against Detroit. Came, and I'm not saying he won them, but he was the head coach. Yeah, and he's I like, get he's it. saying it's a team thing, but he was able to figure out a way how to get to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's about as big of a feat as LeBron James. When you talk about LeBron in 04, he took Jimmy Garoppolo to a Super Bowl and another time to an NFC championship game. So I do think there's a lot of genius there. I do think he's a very good coach. But yes, to your answer, the, the answer is. Yes, he is going to have that stigma on him. He's going to screw up when it means the most, the Super Bowl, because he hasn't been able to hold on to leads as a coordinator and then now slash head coach. I think a lot of a lot of owners move too fast and hire too dumbly. Uh, like they they'll move on from a coach that might have you know, Shanahan might figure it out at some point, and then you're all in trouble. Like Andy Reid, you know, he figured it out, got the right situation. Now, granted. Shanahan also continues to stick with poor quarterback play uh, and turns it into good quarterback play. He he hasn't made a move to get that generational talent. He has a guy you're like, well, hey, he can do the job. Right. Uh, The rest of the team's built that way. But I think a lot of owners, Kevin, will say, we we hired a guy. We got our guy. And it may have been a dumb move, and now they're moving on quickly from him. 
Now, multiple people across the league, Kevin Dimitrov uh, came out and, or Demoff, excuse me, came out and said it's well past time that Spagnuolo gets another coaching opportunity. Tyreek Hill said, why does Spags got no interviews? Well, that ain't going to change because he has signed a contract extension with the Kansas City Chiefs. So the only offensive or defensive coordinator to win four Super Bowls is staying there. I haven't seen how long the extension is, but if he's happy and keeps winning Super Bowls, good for him. I just, I wonder this, and I know Dan Quinn just left, and in a way, Dan Quinn probably thought there's a good chance we're all getting blown out of here if if it goes down in 2024. So I'm going to move on to a place where I kind of have a three-year window before people really question me slash fire me, is when you are working for the Chiefs, and I get it if you're younger, Spags isn't younger, he's making millions of dollars, and he doesn't really have the responsibility as the head coach. He has Patrick Mahomes, so he's going to be always in a favorable position. I just, Sometimes I look at it, and I go, I understand why Biennemi left. I thought it was a bad decision to leave to Washington, yeah. even at the time, yeah. and it ended up being a bad decision. But I, I just wonder, when you get to be – 55, 60 years I old. I think he's 65, 64. Yeah, and you've, done, and you've coached what am I kind of like? You've coached for 20-plus years or 30 years, and you've been a head coach. And you know when you sign as a head coach, unless you have Patrick Mahomes or you're making very deep runs, you're going to get fired within 10 years, unless Jerry Jones is your owner and he thinks you're his boy and then sure. you can stay here for 10 years. But, like, I just sometimes think what's – What's so bad about being a coordinator? You still make millions of dollars, and you can get no, fired. I understand I'm you can you. get fired as a coordinator, but there is a little bit less pressure on you. Yes, and like, how cool of a gig has it got to be to be where he is right now? I'm really For good sure. at this. I know how to coach yeah. these guys, and I got my homes on the other and side. He doesn't have to do really good now. 90% of coaches hate press conferences. I'm, I'm hate no them, doubt about that. Don't want to do them, and... He, you don't have it as a coordinator. You don't have to do that stupid thing they make you do every day. Except like, when you start with a new team, two o'clock. Mike Zimmer will be right here on 105 through the fan with his press conference. A couple of quick notes for you: the Giants denied the Cowboys' request for permission permission to meet with their defensive line coach Andre Patterson. He had previously served with Mike Zimmer, so they said no dice. And the Commanders hired Cowboys assistant. Sharif Floyd to a similar role with their team, the commanders. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.